everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of the What the Family Studies podcast by Offshia. I'm your co-host, Laura Hadier, and today I'll be talking to Cassie Brunsveld, an OCT member and current Eggscape program and resource assistant. Cassie oversees Eggscape's Teachers Ambassador Program for grades 4 to 12, as well as the Think Egg events. She is also involved with many other aspects of Eggscape programming that is offered to Ontario teachers and students. Cassie is no stranger to the agriculture industry. She was born and raised on a pig and cash crop farm in southwestern Ontario. She's also an Ontario certified teacher with degrees from Griffith University in Australia and Windsor University, and also has a diploma from St. Clair College. Currently, Cassie resides in Cambridge region with her husband and son, where they have a dairy farm with over 155 milking cows. Outside of work, Cassie is the coordinator for the Ridgetown Progressive Agriculture Farm Safety Day and enjoys playing baseball and traveling. I'm really excited to speak with Cassie today as food and nutrition is one of my favorite courses within the field of family studies. But after I got my degree in nutrition, I realized that I had very limited knowledge about local food and agriculture specifically. So I actually ended up taking the online business of food course that is offered through Eggscape's organization in order to gain some of that background knowledge regarding the agriculture food sector. So before we begin speaking with Cassie, let's go over our learning goals for today's episode. So first of all, we want to get to know Cassie and her role within education through Eggscape. We also want to understand the program and resources that Eggscape has to offer and how we can get those. And then we want to learn about the importance of food literacy, specifically with regards to the agriculture and food sector. So I know we gave a brief introduction about you already, but could you maybe just introduce yourself and give us some background on your career? Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for having me, Laura. I'm excited to be able to um, chat with you all. Like you said, I grew up on a pig and cash crop farm in a small town in southwestern Ontario. Currently, my husband and I have a dairy farming operation where we milk over 155 cows. Both are family farm operations. So the one I grew up on was started by my grandparents and where we are now started by my husband's grandparents. So really, really great to be able to keep that legacy going. So getting into, you know, how how did I get here? And I said I was in school in Australia and in Windsor and how did I get to be where I am today? So I had started my education journey after high school. Um, I went to St. Clair College in Windsor where I did early childhood education and really enjoyed that experience. And it was my first semester of second year we had an organization come and they were talking about how you could take your college diploma and make it transferable to a university degree. And I was like, oh, that sounds, you know, all fine and dandy, but like, you know, is this, is this real? Like, it seems too good to be true to be able to go to Australia and get a three-year degree in, in one year, but is the real deal. It was an incredible experience. So I attended Griffith University there and they actually have a program, a few different ones actually, and there's, there's universities in Australia and I believe it's Britain as well that it's specific for students from Canada so like I said taking those college credits and being able to then put it all together to get a, a university degree in less time but still that it's transferable to the Canadian standards which was great so did that came back did my teacher's college I was in the very last year for the one year of teacher's college and then I started teaching so I worked for my local school board I started off as an ECE there and then um, once I got all my teaching degree papers I moved up and was on the teacher roster list and then in 2017 is when I got married so that means I had to move because cows don't move 
So I had to move. So I worked at a private school up where I am living now. Did that for about a year and a half. And then I seen this opportunity with Agscape. And I was like, how cool is this that I can blend my love of teaching with my love of the agriculture piece and put it all together. And I was like, this is like the ideal thing for me. So I got hired with Agscape in the fall of 2018, I guess it would be. And it has been wonderful. Like being able to put my two passions together is the best thing ever. Wow. I love how you got to travel in that experience too. I'm currently thinking about maybe teaching abroad, but I don't even know where to start, but that's so cool. Australia would be an amazing experience and Eggscape seems very fitting for you because it does mesh your two passions. And I feel like that's the most perfect thing. And I love how it just kind of all works out in the end. And I actually took the business of food course which is through Eggscape and it's cool because now I'm talking to you and you were part of that. From this diverse background that you have, what would you say is the most challenging transition that you've experienced? You know, like with everything, right? There's always going to be some ups and downs and little things here and there. I would say probably the most challenging, and I actually sort of got out of it in a sense, was I had our son in January of 2020. So like right before all of the COVID stuff blew up. So for a lot of our programming, we're doing in-person programming for Eggscape. So all of a sudden it's like, well, you can't go anywhere. You can't go into the classroom anymore. Things are closed. How are we going to recreate what we do and still be able to offer it during this time? So I was actually off on maternity leave when the team went virtual and totally redid everything that they offer. So coming back into that after my maternity leave, okay, so where am I picking up here? Where we left off, we have all these new programs now and coming into it that way. That was probably, I would say, like the most challenging transition, but it has worked out tremendously. Like our programs have grown so incredibly much since doing that because we're able to go all across the province now, right? We're not dependent on on the location of where our teacher ambassadors are and things like that. So while it was challenging, it was definitely beneficial. Yeah, for sure. And I just learned right now that you guys used to do in person. I didn't even know that. Like when I took the business of food course, it was online. And I just thought that that's the way it always had been. So you guys did a really good job because I didn't even realize that was probably the first year you guys did it online, to be honest, when I took it. But yeah, the transition, I feel like it's a good thing in the end, because yeah, now you can reach a broader audience. And I feel like what you guys are doing is so important for people to learn. Like, even if you're not teaching about food, I feel like it's so important just to know about local food and like the agriculture. So living on a dairy farm and working for Eggscape probably keeps you pretty busy. What's your favorite part of your day? It does keep me busy. I, you know, I really enjoy the variety. You are probably going to think that I'm crazy. I start my work day at about quarter to six in the morning because I know that there's just going to be times throughout the day where, you know, I get pulled out and need to go give a hand in the barn or whatever right and such is life so I really enjoy the variety and like when I get to put my eggscape work with like dairy farm so I guess spring of 2021 I got to do like a live virtual tour of our dairy farm for work so you know being able to show what we do and for you know my desk job as it were that was pretty cool but yeah there's always lots of variety happening the team that I work with is so great and they are totally fine with you know run off and go do something they're like no it's it's all good you go ahead so definitely lots lots of variety lots going on all the time always something new that's awesome and it would be so fun to do a tour of your dairy farm like that's just 
Amazing. So teachers are busy too, especially foods teachers. Can you give us some insight into what Eggscape can do to help teachers in planning their lessons? I feel like this is probably one of the things that most people listening to this podcast are going to want to hear about, <laughs> how, how you guys can help them in planning. Yes, for sure. So listen up, listen close. There is lots and lots of different things that we can do. So one of our main programs, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is the Teacher Ambassador Program. And for this year, we are very excited. We have completely redone it again. We used to offer 12 lessons for grades 7 through 12. We now offer 24 lessons for grade 7 through 12. So for grades 7 to 9, there's 12 lessons. Grades 10 to 12, there's 12 lessons for them. So we have the Teacher Ambassador Program, which can be in-person or virtual. So again, depending on location, where our TAs are, where the school's located, things like that, we can offer those. They're also available in French. That's another component to that piece. We have an online resource library where we house unit plans and lesson plans and activity plans, and you can go in there and search it up by subject or by the unit plan or lesson plan, like what is it that you're looking for. We also have professional development opportunities. And all of those things are also, all of our PDs are saved on our YouTube page. You can go back and watch them after. I just did a PD with a teacher. It was like a science-based one. We've done one previously, and it was about food and fibers, which was really great for the whole Mac portion of the curriculum. So those are on our YouTube. If teachers ever have, like, you know, just questions in general about, like, hey, what do you think about this? Or what would you do for this? Or is there any other organizations that might be able to help me out with this if, if you can't send us an email and we are more than happy to you know work with you and see what we can do to help you in your in your planning sessions for sure awesome so in order to get those resources there's kind of like two separate so there's the teacher ambassador program and then there's a, another bank of resources is that right yes so we have a resource library and so do you need to be an OCT member to access those no, you just need to log in, like create an account with your with your email address, your name, the school that you're in. It can, like if you were a homeschool teacher, you could access it really. If you were like, um, if you had a community group, say like Girl Guides or something like that, then you could access it as well. It just asks for like your name, address, that sort of thing. All of our programming, resources, lesson plans, all that stuff is free. There is no cost to teachers whatsoever for any of that stuff. That's amazing. <laughs> There's so many things out there, but a lot of times you have to pay or you don't know what it's going to be like. Sometimes you see a preview of it, but you don't get to see the full thing unless you pay. And it's like, I don't yeah. want to do something without knowing. That's awesome. So I'm sure a lot of my teacher friends in family studies are going to want to sign up for that and get those resources. Well, we have a lot, so we are more than happy. The more the merrier. Okay. And why do you think it's important to teach Ontario's youth about agriculture in our province? Like what, what is it about that subject that makes you so passionate? You know, there is just such a disconnect, right? And, and consumers do truly want to know more and more about where their food is coming from and being able to provide them that information that is fact, science-based. We keep it balanced. We are not biased. Like we, we focus on the, the science piece of it so to help them make those connections and you know also so that they can still make their own decisions we just present the information say here's the facts here here's the science behind it and let them still make their own decisions based on that so yeah that connection with the consumers and even you know talking with students in the classroom like we've talked about well, where does your food come from and it's 
well, it comes from, from the grocery store. It comes from, you know, the, the no frills or the Walmart or wherever. Right. And it's like, well, how does it get there? So many times you get crickets, (laughs) like no one, no one says anything. It's like, it just magically appears at the grocery store. So being able to show them that there is way more to it than just the grocery store, um, to be able to talk about the different careers that are involved in in the agriculture and food sector like it's i think the current stat is 2.1 million people are involved in bringing food from the farm to your plate from production to processing to you know restaurant businesses and grocery stores and all those different things and really just sparking the interest in the students getting them you know thinking and and wanting to learn more about it Yeah, for sure. And that's very cool about all the different jobs, because I've always thought that you're not a farmer unless your parents were farmers. It's kind of like a generational thing. But there are many ways that like anyone could get involved in this whole area. Definitely. So many options. And, you know, even like more so for the high school students, you can do it through apprenticeship programs or through college programs or university. Like there is not just one single way to get into it. Right. All right. Thank you. And Cassie, in your opinion, what's the best way to reach out to Escape and access some of these amazing resources? Do you think it's just creating an account or is there any way that people can get involved with Escape? Like what's your take on that? So we do have our website and that has like all of our information because there truly is a lot to get all of the details on all of the different programs that we have and stuff. I highly recommend going to our website, which is www.egag.org escape and it will all be there and we have it divided up by programs if you go under like the staff tab you you'll find my profile there you can send me an email personally if you have questions about certain things but we do have through each program tab like when you're when you're going through all of them we do have like a contact email address in there as well so definitely highly encourage you to check out the website sign up for the resources again if you have like any questions about that there's a contact email there as well Awesome. Thank you. You guys even have a podcast now. I was looking at your website not too long ago and noticed that you guys had a podcast going. So yeah. that would be cool too. The Feeding Innovation Podcast. We've had some really cool speakers on there. It has been um, super interesting. So there should be some more coming up here soon. I also guess I should mention, I always feel like I forget this, social media. Follow us on on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we, we tend to post stuff about what's going on, what's new. You can sign up for our newsletter as well. And then you're more of the first to know of what's going on, what's new by doing that as well. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think that's all we have time for in terms of the bulk of the interview questions, but we like to do these rapid fire questions at the end. So these are just pretty random questions and I'm just going to fire them off at you and you just have to give me a quick response. Okay. Okay. All right. First one. If you had to choose two meals to survive off of for the rest of your life, what would they be? Oh, I do enjoy a good steak. I will say that. Um, steak and maybe like pizza or something. <laughs> would you rather wake up at 5 a.m. for the rest of your life or wake up at noon for the rest of your life? Oh, totally 5 a.m. 100%. Crazy. Yeah, I guess once you get used to it and your body's accustomed to it, I guess it would feel very productive to wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite quality in your best friend? Oh, there's like there's like a few. Like they all sort of go hand in hand. Honesty, loyalty are some big ones for sure. 
being able to tell them anything and know that they're going to give me good, solid advice and not just what I want to hear. That's true. Yeah. I love to hear what I want to hear, but it is good to have friends that are pushing you to grow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sweet or salty? Depends on my mood. Um, I would probably go sweet. All right. And what is your favorite holiday? I do love like the season of fall, but I love Christmas. Like Christmas is, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and give us some insight into what you do at Eggscape and how you got there. I really appreciate talking to you. And I think a lot of people listening will really jump on those resources and find them very useful. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Thank you. All links and social media platforms mentioned during today's episode can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of What the Family Studies. Tune in next time as we interview Teresa Aqui, a family studies teacher in the Toronto District School Board and the Toronto representative for Afshia. Remember to subscribe to be notified when we release new episodes. Thanks for listening. What the Family Studies is brought to you by the Ontario Family Studies and Home Economics Educators Association. Special thanks to our producer, Michelin Gallant, tech support and podcast editor, Cassandra McEachern, and our co-hosts, Catherine Murphy and Laura Hattier.